This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's talk about the, both the trout and the smallmouth fishing we expect in the month of May. It's getting ready all in good shape right now. The streams are in beautiful shape. Both the trout streams and the uh, smallmouth rivers are very good right now. So let's look at what you can expect in the trout. Well, for one thing, the trout streams in the Blue Ridge Mountains and the George Washington National Forest are fishing so well, they are attracting large numbers of people. How do you get around the crowds? Well, for one thing, the two books I've written, Trout Fishing the Shenandoah National Park and Virginia's Blue Ribbon Streams, these list so many different streams that it's pretty easy to just go through that book and hunt and pack around in there and find them. Some of those streams, especially in the Blue Ridge Mountains, may have three or four feeders that in themselves are capable trout streams. So I just simply do not go into a stream where I see somebody's car parked at a trailhead. For example, the the Shenandoah National Park, there are, there are 21 trout streams that are accessible off the Skyline Drive. So if I'm over on the Skyline Drive and I'm thinking about fishing a particular one and I get to that point, and lo and behold, there's a car or two cars there, I just drive on down to the next stream or the next stream or the next stream. It really isn't that hard to find water all to yourself. Now, admittedly, some of the people come in the store and say, oh, I was on such and such a stream and there were four or five other people fishing. Well, that can happen. There's no doubt about it. But one way to do it is to walk away from the crowd. For instance, if you go in down at the bottom of the mountain on many of these streams, instead of just walking up 50 yards or 100 yards to start fishing, walk on up into the mountain a mile or a mile and a half. And more than likely, you'll have a whole lot of the water for yourself. So I'm really not concerned about the number of the people in the in the mountains. I just don't go in where I see another car. And this is a great time to backpack into the remote sections of our mountains and stay a day or two and fish different streams. If you're careful in where you want to set up your tent, you can probably be within walking distance of two or three branches without even moving your tent. So I'd strongly uh, suggest hitting these mountain streams now and, and get back into the remote areas where you don't run to there that many people. Okay, what's going on in the smallmouth bass? Well, for one thing, the the Helgramite, which has a three-year cycle, is really approaching his third year. Now, this is when they are at their maximum size. They're growing fast now. They're moving around in the stream. And this is one of the best foods for smallmouth. Now, the heaviest concentrations for the Helgramite, the larva of the Dobsivify, 
the best concentration is in the riffle and in the water that stretches maybe 100 to 200 feet downstream where you've got cobblestone bottom. They're on the stream bottom where uh, they're living under those stones. Now, years ago, I kept on playing with different patterns. I bought the very best Abercrombie and Fitch. I had Dan Bailey's tie, large mossback patterns for me, and none of them worked at all. And I knew from when I was a kid and fished the real McCoy that these were exceptionally good. So trying to come up with a more realistic pattern than these failures I'd been using for a couple years, I went to the stream and collected a number of Helgramites from the stream bottom. I dropped them in the stream one by one and I'd watch each individual crayfish and saw that he angled for the stream bottom with a pronounced undulation type movement. I mean, he was actually swimming with this undulating type movement as he headed for the bottom. Well, these rigid patterns that I'd been using for the last three or four years trying to come up with one, no way. They didn't come close to that. Well, fortunately, I know I had two good friends at that time that were helping me develop one. One was Charlie Brooks out in West Yellowstone. Another one was a young friend of mine up in Pennsylvania. Ron Comer was helping me a whole lot. And we came up using ostrich harrow for the tail of this pattern and then putting some of the pattern uh, characteristics in it that Brooks was suggesting. Well, it came out smelling like a rose. Now, there are a couple different ways you can fish this. You can fish it upstream, dead drip, the same way you'd fish, say, a Bitch Creek nymph on the Yellowstone River. Upstream, dead drip is very effective. Now, you've got to get on your P's and Q's to detect those strikes. But we use the Murray indicator on that. I put actually put two on my uh, leaders just to help there. However, in our classes with our beginners that may not be able to master that their first day on the water, we actually show them how to fish this across stream right below the riffles, let it sink down to the bottom, and then strip it back real slowly, maybe six inches every 10 seconds or something like that. And because of the construction of that algamite, that is going to swim, swim, swim with that undulating motion that mimics the real thing. And many of the beginners in our classes catch probably most of their fish with this pattern fished in this way. Now, this is very effective all the way down. I said down as far as maybe 150 feet, even beyond that, because the current does push them down further than that. So you're going to cast across stream, maybe down downstream at maybe a 20-degree angle, let them sink to the bottom, and then swim them right across the bottom. Take a step or two downstream, go back across the stream, and repeat that procedure in that first 150 feet, and you will catch a lot of the 
good bass in this way. Not long ago, I caught the largest smallmouth bass on the Murray's heavy black Helgramite that I've caught in probably the last 10 years. And it is very effective because it is such a stable food. And there again, it's not like a mayfly that hatches out today and tomorrow it's gone. You don't see it for another year. These guys live for three years. So you've always got helgramites in the river and you've got hungry bass that want to feed on them. So hit this pretty hard right now and, and stick with it all summer. Don't just, don't just hit them right now when they're reaching their maximum size. So if you have any questions on, on how to fish these or actually where to fish, them stop in the fly shop i'll go over the maps with you show the area you can find these and i'll be glad to help you on all this this is harry murray at murray's fly shop in edinburgh virginia thank you a whole lot for being with us